didn't I tell you I'd be back in a week? What did I say? I said I'd be back next week. And here I am. We're two for two. Let's keep it going. Thank you for joining us once again for another episode of The Hiker Podcast. I am your host, Owen Hamilton. Guess what, guys? Our little show has grown to over 10,000 downloads. This was a little lockdown project that started in September of 2020. And now we have over 10,000 downloads. Thank you so much to everybody who's listened to this, who's liked it, who's commented on it, who's left a review, shared it with your friends. Thank you. Thank you so much. Our community is growing and I love you all. I love you all. If you're a first time listener to this show, welcome. It's good to have you here. Welcome to the community. Look around, shake some hands. Well, don't shake hands. We're not let do that yet, but welcome. Uh, I invite you to check out some of our awesome stories that we've shared on the podcast over the last year or so. And uh, yeah, keep sharing the podcast, guys. Keep sharing with your hiking buddies. Uh, really appreciate it. Something else you can share with your hiking buddies is our hiker hiker promo code, which will get you up to 25% off any Hiker Pro subscription. So just use HikerPod, that's H-I-I-K-E-R-P-O-D, at the checkout and save some money for those sweet trail snacks. Okay, this week on the show, I have an awesome guest joining me, Davina Farrer. Davina recently completed the Southwest Coast Path, well, a little bit of change, as a bit of a homecoming to the coast. As a mother who spent most of her adult life working in an office and living for a couple of weeks of annual leave per year, she grew tired of being inland and decided to walk some 700 miles of the English coastline. Now, as a self-confessed hiker, she has big plans on the horizon. So lace up your boots and enjoy my chat with Davina Farr. Okay, I'm Davina, Davina Farah. Um, I live in Bedford. Um, I, yeah, I just like being out and about. So I run a business uh, which is flexible, um, which just allows me to do much more out and about. I used to live in Cornwall when I was a teenager. Uh, and then I ended up moving away from Cornwall because I didn't want to live there. It's not much fun as a teenager, lots and lots of stuff going on. Um, so I moved up to Hertfordshire and done various odds and sods around there. But now I've got a hankering down to go back down to the southwest or at least be near the sea. So that's fine. Okay. Um, so what got you into the outdoors? What got you into hiking? Interestingly enough, I was talking to someone last week. And actually, you're far too young, but it's going back to Operation Rally, uh, which was a... a, a I'm trying to think of um, a volunteer organization which allowed you to go and you know learn a lot about yourself and get out and about. So I applied for that in when I in my teens and I didn't get it. So that had a profound effect on actually I still want to do something like that. That in addition to my father dying so young, he died when I was 17, he was only 49, had a thing that you don't know what's right. And what's happening now with COVID, that's very much people are thinking along the same lines. 
So as a result, I decided I wanted to go traveling around the world. So at the age of 22, I then upped with a friend and went off for a year. And those two factors, the fact of failing on um, Operation Rally meant I was going to do it anyway, prove them wrong. (laughs) And my father dying when he did was at least if nothing else happens, at least I've had those that year of trekking and it wasn't just trekking, it was all sorts of things, backpacking, um, an amazing adventure. Uh, I've wanted to do a lot since, but life really didn't allow it with, I got back into corporate world and the job scenario and, and everything else. So um, I did, did a few bits and pieces, but nothing major. Um, mm. um, and where, then, do you mind me asking in that, that period, where, where did you go with the tracks that you did? Uh, what kind of hiking? So did you on do? the around the world ticket, I bought a around the world air ticket. So mm-hmm. some of the things were pre pre um, designed. So we went to uh, where, where did we go? So we started off in Europe, then we went to Southeast Asia, did quite a lot around there. Some, you know, wasn't actually trekking as such, but it was adventures. So it was town, and then we'd go out and go and research around locally or just walk around locally, um, do a bit of wild camping and had a really good time. Then we went to Australia, did a bit of work and a bit of play. Um, New Zealand, again, stayed with some, met up with some people who put us up there, took us all around there. Um, and then over to the Americas after that, and the whole thing took a year. So, uh, yeah, it, was, it, it, was, it wasn't formal walking or hiking mm-hmm. but there was yeah. elements of that in it um of just being able to enjoy that whole and that still gives amazing memories especially the south east asia and i have been back since um where again i just we left on one date arrived back in another date a month later and nothing was planned in between and it just went with the flow which was lovely well that's the the i suppose the best form of, tra- of travel is I feel you know is when you don't really have a plan you kind of have a skeleton of a plan but then you just let whatever happens happen yeah so our flight was into into Hong Kong um yeah. and out of Beijing or the other way around I can't remember what it was a month later and the rest of it was just we roughly planned it but caught the trains and somehow communicated because they didn't speak much English to where we wanted to go and it was just an amazing adventure amazing so when did uh, when did you kind of I, I asked it had this question laid out for you is is when did you realize that you were a hiker or when did hiking really come into your life? I think that's the second part is probably easier to answer. When did it come into my life rather than when you could ask yourself as a hiker? Okay. Isn't it? They're very two very different answers. When did hiking come into my life? Two thousand and eleven. Um, what happened then was my family always went to Sorkham on holiday, much though Sorkham's in Devon, beautiful place, much so I liked it. I liked variety, so I'd had enough. And my way of escaping and just being able to enjoy was to start walking the cliffs. So I started then um, and just realised the beauty of the whole of the coastal path. And it brought back memories of what I didn't appreciate when I was a teenager down in um, South Cornwall. And then the following year, I started walking the coastal path and I went with my son. He was 12 at the time and we had a really nice time. So we walked from Land's End to the Lizard, which was about 60 or 70 miles. Um, And then the following year, we did the same again, Land 
the lizard to Mervigissi and the following year Mervigissi to Plymouth. So yes, I did hiking there. Did I call myself a hiker? No. Yes, I did it, but I didn't consider myself as a hiker. Then after my mum, you know, she became very ill. Um, and then I started wanting to do things for me. My kids were older and I started wanting to go on more adventures. So someone said, come and do the Everest base camp trip. So I said, yeah, that sounds good. So didn't even think about it. Yes, off I went. And and that was probably my first proper trek, what I considered a trek, although looking back, the others were. Um, but that was classed as a proper trek, uh, which I absolutely loved. The whole, whole being outside the mountains, the people I was with, the actual living it rough, because um, I'm not a person who likes well I do like you know luxury accommodation but I'd rather have the memories and experience of doing something different and if it means it's cheaper to go by you know sleeping rough or whatever then that suits me much better because you can get more out of it so that's that was it that was two weeks absolutely loved it if my mum wasn't ill I would have changed my flights and gone on to a different trek in the pool but unfortunately she was very ill and died a few months later. Um, I don't know that's fine. It was, you know, one of those things which we knew was going to happen. And then, so going back to after that, I thought, what do I want to do? And I thought, I want to do the whole Southwest coastal path. And I was reflecting back on what I'd done before. And COVID meant that I brought that earlier because I was going to go to the Americas, but that, Obviously, we couldn't do that. So that was my decision. And it was only when I was engaging with people on the Southwest Coastal Path and they called me a through hiker, <laughs> which was probably my first term of actually being considered a hiker. But it probably goes back to 2012 when I started in the walk, um, Southwest Coastal Path. And before we actually started recording this, you, you mentioned that it's only been in the last year that you actually consider yourself a hiker. Yes, and that's I started in the South, the, the official Southwest Coastal Path um, from start to finish. And in fact, I started 100 miles early because I wanted to do it in memory of my mum. And yes, I did consider me hiking. And then I had the backpack and I was doing the whole big trek project um where before it was a series of walks um although looking back since asking the question to consider Everest was probably my turning point of actually considering myself a, a hiker it's interesting how we put labels on these things where you know it's a it's a it's a, it's a sometimes it's a it's a conscious thing that you, you've fallen into sometimes it's not uh, like, for instance, I say, I say this about myself a couple of times about being a runner. You know, I, 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 I consider myself a hiker for a number of years, but a, a runner is just something it's a new thing where I wouldn't have considered myself a runner, even though I was doing it quite regularly, you know. Uh, but th I think the moment that you start doing that, that thing, uh, you don't have to be an elite level or, you know, a high level uh performer in that particular task whether it be hiking or running or swimming or whatever it is you kind of are that label yeah you know? I agree with you yeah and I think it's also actually when you're planning your next one that's when you consider yourself a hiker or a runner 
So I have mm. been a runner before. So it's like, what is what next race am I going to do? So yes, you would do that. The same with me with the hiking. Since I came off this one, I'm planning my next one, which is the Wales South set, Wales Coastal Path. So it was a case of yeah. So it's planning the next one and thinking, now I am. <laughs> <laughs> so tell me a bit more about the 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 Southwest Coast Path. How long did it take you? It took me ages. Uh, it, I was planning to take nine weeks, including a trip around the Scilly Isles, but I miss, uh, I suppose, judged my ability and age and putting on my rucksack. Because I, I won't give my exact age, but I am late 50s. So it was, I had expectation where you still see yourself in your 20s. <laughs> but you actually realise that actually physically to enjoy it and that was my key thing was to enjoy the walk so yes there were some people who walked a lot further but you could tell they were struggling they weren't really enjoying it they were on a mission to get to A to B and that wasn't where I was I was at all the idea for me was to enjoy being being because I think so much we're rush 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 so I realized that if it was going to take me a bit longer my business allows me to so it's a case Mm -hmm. of okay that's fine so um, I did. And so I, I changed my expectations from walking 12 to 14 miles a day down to 10 to 12 or even 8 to 10 on the really tough bits because I was lugging a rucksack far too heavy for me. Um, and, <laughs> and also I wasn't an early riser. So, uh, you know, some people are really early risers. It's not me. So, yeah. Um, yeah <laughs> it's, uh, it, it's so common and like I still make the mistake myself you know only in the last I'd say year or so I'm, am I actually getting better at the packing am I actually getting better at like making sure that my pack is not too heavy Um, the amount of times that I've gone out with a pack that's 15 16 17 kg sometimes even more and it's it's just way too heavy uh, way way too heavy um but it's yeah, mine was 17 oh wow okay um like i'm i'm six foot five i think you know and like <laughs> i i found it really difficult to carry that bag um but it's interesting you say about the time uh and and that you you set back and enjoy it because it's 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 a con it's, i wouldn't say it's a debate but it's a constant kind of um uh, it, it, uh, contrast in the in the hiking world that you have these people that want to get like a to B as fast as, as possible, you know, you know, crushing miles, as they say, uh, you know, getting your miles in every single day. And that's suits people in one way, you know, that people love that. And that's that's the challenge, I suppose, aspect of it, whereas other people just want to enjoy it. You know, it's uh, it's, it's all about the, the journey. It's all about the experience. Like the, these paths aren't there. So you can just get there from a to b as fast as possible it's, it's so that you can actually go out and enjoy yourself uh it's it's a holiday at the end of the day you're you, it's a it's a tough holiday you know it's not yeah you're not sitting really. by the beach uh but you you're 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 also you know having an amazing time uh a, a very unique experience that not a lot of people get to enjoy i actually interviewed a guy on the last season of the podcast a guy called bruce hopkins uh in new zealand uh, who was in his like mid sixties, and he did the Te Aroa in New Zealand uh, from north to south, oh, and it took him 
I think six months to do. Um, normally it takes people about three and a half months, roughly, give or take. Um, but he was actually on a mission to do it the slowest you could possibly do it because uh, he was just enjoying it so much. Because um, it, it, it's a bit of a, dis- I suppose it's a bit of a discovery of your home country. And like, especially like you, you, you walked around those areas where you grew up in and you have such fond, fond memories and bad memories, but you have like, you know, I'm sure more fond memories than, than bad memories. So it's a bit of a, dis- a rediscovery of those places in a different light. Yeah, and you just appreciate it. And I think COVID's brought home that actually we've got an amazing country ourselves. Don't mm. necessarily have to travel abroad to things out, you know, to appreciate them. And I I want to do that. Plus, you know, my circumstances changed. Um, and it was important for me to do this on my own and be on my own and be comfortable with myself. Mm-hmm. And really learning what I enjoyed doing and what I didn't was part of that journey as well. So I really, really did appreciate that. Um, interesting enough, when I reached Sorkham, I met this chap and he said, oh, you must be doing the Southwest Coastal Path. So I said, yes. Yeah. So we got chatting and it turned out he was the one going on what you were saying about challenges who wanted to do it in the fastest time. So I was... I mean, I took 11 weeks in total, but the, the actual Southwest Coastal Path, I probably took 10 weeks. Now, he did the whole thing in just over 10 days because he was running and whatever. But he wouldn't have seen anything. Yes, it was a fantastic challenge for him. But that's mm. the difference. His was a challenge and mine was a journey. And I think it's good to distinguish where you are in life at what project and tar, you know event you're doing, because sometimes mm. it will be a challenge and actually the end goal is just getting there in the quickest time yeah um, well uh, some but sometimes people can wear both hats you know sometimes yeah. people can can you know will want to spend the the weeks the weeks on end out on a, on a trail to experience it but then there's other times where are like you know what i'm actually want to push myself and see if i can go faster um i i i think i i've, I've definitely done it on some day hikes you know, try and yeah. get, you know, a, a quick day hike done or and running. Obviously, you want to try and uh, get out as quick as possible. Um, but more often than not, it is about trying to take my time, pace myself and, 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 and actually enjoy it rather than beat some sort of record. Yeah, well, for me, it was. And also when you're going at your own pace, you can actually interact with other people that you meet. Now, whether or not that's locals, because when you're on a mission, you can really miss those opportunities because you haven't got time to stop um, and chat. And actually, part of what I gained out of it was the amazing people you met and the stories and share sharing common interests. Um, and, you know, I was raising money for charity. And through those conversations, the amount of donations I got, because people appreciated where I was, and you know they were able to and modern technology meant that they could do it immediately so I was really in in awe of people actually just engaging in what I was doing so they were part of my journey for that you know those few moments or half hour and I wouldn't have done that if I was on a mission to get to certain places by a certain time because you just wouldn't have had the time to do it yeah absolutely um do you, do you want to actually t- do you mind tell me about the the organisation that you you raise money for? 
Yeah, no, thank you. Um, I was raising money for um, Ocean Generation. They were called Plastic Oceans, but they changed their name halfway through. Um, their mission is to aim to educate people to avoid using plastic in total so it doesn't get into the, the sea. And that's why they're called Ocean Generation, because in the next generation, they want people to really think about not using plastic so then it doesn't find themselves. Obviously, because I was doing the coastal walk, it was very easy to have that conversation with people mm. and people because they were enjoying it and they loved the ocean and they could see some of the damage which plastics were causing. They were uh, really keen to sort of help out and, and they could see it. And the company I work with, um, UW, Utility Warehouse, is actually doubling the money. So that's really good. So I'm, I'm still looking to, to raise to about 5000 I'm 4,600 at the moment, so nearly at my target. <laughs> That's amazing. This is, it's a fantastic number. And and as you said, like a lot of that you got from, you know, walking the actual path itself and bumping into people and, and, and it's a, it's a, it's a more tangible conversation to have. It's like, yeah, <laughs> do you see that thing over there? The, the big city yeah. over there? And <laughs> um, let's keep plastic out of that. Yeah, um, and and that's why they could see it because they could appreciate where they were, and it was also nice when people saw me again the next day or a few weeks later. Um, one person they'd obviously gone on holiday and come back and said, "Oh, I saw you in Padstow." Well, that was really nice to to see that as well. So, um... brilliant. So, um, with your uh, sorry, uh, your next adventures, um. Yeah. You mentioned that you've got another coastal path coming up that you're planning on doing. What's that and when are you thinking of doing it? So totally inspired. I fancy keeping doing this. So I want to do the the Welsh coastal path. That's actually longer than the southwest coastal path. The official southwest coastal path is 630 miles. Um, I had 100 miles extra. In reality, I did 850 because of diverts and trips to campsites or, or whatever. So the official Welsh one, I think, is about 860. So I anticipate that being about 1,000 in total by the time I've finished. Wow. I'm going to start in April, but I am going to do it in three breaks. So I'm going to do it four weeks on, four weeks off, five weeks on, four weeks off, three weeks on, and then that's hopefully when I finish. But if there's any flexibility, if I'm not going to plan because it's tougher or still got heavy back or any injury or anything, then I've got the flexibility to, to work around that. But that's where, what I'm planning to do so far. Amazing. And I, I, I see you mentioned about like people joining you in your hikes. Do people actually come out and, and walk with you and, and, and hike with you? Yeah, that would be lovely. That's why I set up my whole Join Davina um website and facebook page because ideally it's lovely to share those memories with people so i had three or four people come and join me for a few days on the southwest coastal path i've got someone already said they want to walk anglesey with me so she's reliving where she was brought up so we've agreed that it's going to be about 10 days she wants to come wild camping with me as well so that's really exciting so uh, it'll be the whole ex experience. She said, no, I want to do what you're doing. So, um, <laughs> so that's good. So I'm going to try and do more wild camping than I did, but um, it just depends. I'm quite happy with campsites as well, because then at least you have a shower. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nothing nothing beats uh, after a couple of days of, of uh, or in some cases a few days of, of, of walking 
completely out on your own while camping and then getting to a nice hot shower and a proper hot meal it's a it's a treat yes yeah um and and also hopefully i just had this image of in my mind of uh of the forest gump moment where he's running across the 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 country and he's just getting more and more people coming out so hopefully at some point you might see on the 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 coast of wales with just a crowd of hikers (laughs) coming up behind you that'd be lovely (laughs) (laughs) so yeah and and then it sort of inspired me potentially to walk the whole of the coast uh the uk Mm. coast um, I don't want to do it all in one go. There are some people who who do, but I don't want to take two years out of my life to do that uh, in one one go, because as things are starting to open up, you know, even disappearing off to where you live, um, I haven't explored Ireland, but there's loads of other places I'd like to do as well. So it will go forward after next year, being a mixture um, of carrying on, but also going to other places as well. Mm. Yeah, it's been a tricky one over the last couple of years because I think people are, are there's a huge amount of uh, people getting into the outdoors and getting into hiking. Uh, we, we're just seeing it ourselves and the number of people that are downloading the app and, and using it out on trails. But it's a tricky one because you can't really travel quite yet. I suppose coming into Hi. winter, it's 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 not the worst because people are like uh, like this the the least um you know it's the lowest period in the year for for people traveling abroad uh particularly for that type of travel as well to go abroad and to do to, to do hikes but you know you have this huge influx of people getting into the outdoors but they have to stay in their home country and in winter it's obviously people are less inclined to do it especially if you're doing like a big coastal walk like going up into the coast of the west coast of scotland where there's no paths like it's it's all cliffs it's all wild walking um uh so it would be quite tricky to do that and then you, see, you start seeing all these amazing international hikes as well like the, the tour de mont blanc or some of the uh, american hikes or some of the you know southeast asia some of the amazing walks that you can do down there so i can imagine the more and more you get into it the bills or the, the 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 tally of money that you're going to spend to go and do these amazing hikes just keeps growing i i know and well for me it's lack of years ahead <laughs> really i can think about it I, but, you're not um, you're not you're not you're not that old but when you think of all the places i want to do and all the ones i want to do, i want to do but um it's i know just doing and, it I, that's, and i can that's it like working in in this company you know we're we're up to over four and a half thousand trails on our on our platform right now and i want to do every single one of them and i'm just like when am i going to be able to do them you know there's not enough time or there's not enough time in my life let alone in the week to do them uh so it's it's tricky um i wanted to ask you a, a bit more of a almost like a philosophical question um if you'll indulge me what does hiking mean to you okay so hiking means to me i think it just means well-being uh, and the key thing for me is just being content with yourself so i just like being with my own thoughts i like just enjoying the surrounds so interesting enough you see other people have got music on and everything else i don't have any of that I just like being outside and just enjoying nature as is. 
But the key thing I learned from my both walks, actually, both the um, the Southwest Coast one and Everest, was actually being content with myself. More so this one, because this one I was doing on my own. So it was, uh, I mean, I've had a lot of people say, doesn't it get boring doing the same thing next day? I said, no, it's, at least I know what I was doing is walking. But it's all beautiful views, different people. And it's just being able to enjoy that. So, um, yeah, just being content and just appreciate. I would say appreciation, appreciation of what nature is giving us. And so much in our busy lives, it's all rush, 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 and you just miss it all. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's a it's sometimes I catch people off guard when they they're trying to answer that question. But generally, most people have a similar answer. Uh, it's appreciation or one one kind of major one will be uh, feeling alive or you know yeah. or reality almost yeah. you know it's like you just said there yourself that it's it's this constant go 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 uh, busyness in life uh, but once you actually get outdoors get onto a trail into the mountains or beside the coast or whatever it is whatever way you want to spend your time outdoors it's the first time you actually feel oh I'm alive you know me you know i'm on my own here i'm not part of a big you know yeah. corporate machine or whatever you want to say uh it's, it's it's a sense of actually being alive and an appreciation for that as well that yeah. that you're you're made feel like that i think no definitely and it's not just hiking for me i absolutely love the mountains as well so i ski mm. So um, at certain times, I just need to get out in the mountains, um, not necessarily hiking because that's cold and I haven't really got that far. Although saying that Everest is a different thing. You were, but that wasn't when we went, there wasn't snow. So um, I want to explore much more on that. But yeah, just being out in the mountains. But we've actually got a reasonable range in the UK, which um, I want to do that um, as well. Interesting enough, we spoke earlier on about the rushing and a challenge. So my son did the Three Peaks Challenge. But again, it's a challenge. So yes, they climbed up the mountain, but most of it was in dark. You couldn't see anything. Mm-hmm. And I just, to me, being the taxi driver at the time, which was just as hard work trying to be the 20, taxi driver for 24 hours, it was, I felt they missed a trick. So I want to do the same, but I don't want to do it in the, in the 24 hour because for me, it's enjoying the views. It's just going back to being alive. You can think of... Julie Andrews or whatever it was being alive on top of the mountain and just seeing the views and just just being present Hmm. uh, I saw a phrase being rethought there the other day it's uh the phrase is uh, stop and smell the roses Uh, yeah not 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 run through the field and try and smell as as many as possible yeah yeah (laughs) definitely um Uh, another slightly philosophical question which I think you kind of touched on a little bit already it would be what have you learned through uh, hiking about your home country or about the the, the part of the world that you grew up in that you wouldn't have really kind of realised beforehand I think really it's not taking things for granted Uh, I would say that's really the key thing we've actually got a lot on our doorsteps again with social media there's so much do this do that come to here come to there which is which is lovely and you know we are all drawn into that as well but actually we've got a lot on our doorsteps and and I think even in Covid when we weren't allowed to go anywhere five miles outside of where you lived in the early days I learned to 
find some gorgeous walks. And one of my favourites, I live in Kempston, and there's the most gorgeous, um, what do you call it? There's the most gorgeous um, river. And, you know, a few times I got up at the crack of dawn to go and take the sun, sunrise photographs because it was just stunning. So, again, it's just appreciation of where you are. And wherever you live, there is nature and outside and just watching the leaves. This is my favourite time of year with the leaves being autumn. I just love the different colours. Mm-hmm. And you can just be in a local park and just enjoy enjoy it. Yeah, yeah. I have the same appreciation for autumn or like late autumn, early, early winter. It's that it's the, also the light. There's something about the light is that like crispness in the air. Um, I, I was only going for a hike there last uh, yesterday afternoon and the, the, the light coming in and hitting the side of the mountain was just it's it's a different type of light. Uh, it, 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 it's it's magical or they call it the golden hour, I suppose. It's like that that last yeah. hour hour or so where the sun is high enough in the sky for it to actually be daylight you know um but it's 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 a it's a magical time of year um yeah i, I think a lot of people would would resonate with that that there over the especially over the last two years people have started to appreciate what's uh around them a lot more um you know here in dublin we're only less than 15 20 minute drive to the Dublin mountains, which are like, they, they frame the city and they're, they're a beautiful spectacle if you're in a position where you can actually see them. But when you actually yeah. get there, you realize, Oh, this is right here. You know, I can get, I can actually walk from, you know, housing estates um, at the foot of the hill and walk right up to the, to the top of a mountain that overlooks the entire city. Um, and there's some amazing hikes nearby here. And you don't even yeah. have to go, go too far away from the city to actually even get to things like that. Like there is, I'm sure there's pe- probably people going to be listening to this that that live in big or urban areas like places like London or Dublin. It wouldn't be too large because, you know, we're able to get to the mountains quite quickly. London would be a little bit harder. But there are even parks, as you said. There's trails well, along the Thames. There's, there's trails, you know, not too far away where you can get that appreciation for nature. Um Mm. you've also got the whole canal system Mm. so you know I've I I haven't done it this year but a couple of years ago I started walking quite a long way around the canals it's flat that's able for people with all sorts of ability so if people can't walk up hills or something you can still get the beauty of the water um and then like you're talking about the sun and you know certain reflections are just stunning just even with all the different barges the locks uh and it doesn't matter where you are they're pretty much everywhere but certainly in london you can walk from regent's place and all the way up to birmingham if you want to <laughs> <laughs> um sorry i wanted to ask you about uh, yes international hikes so you said you did the the the, uh, the everest base camp and i know you have a pretty big plan for your next big hike um yeah. but since you've dubbed yourself a, a hiker now and you're planning your your hikes in advance uh what what's next are you looking at any international trails is there anything any country in particular that you'd love to go to 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 try out some trekking there well i'm considering doing the pct the pacific crest trial or some of it um probably in 2023 um but i do want to do that with a friend i don't know i'm a bit anxious about doing that one totally on my own because it's unlike cornwall where you it's not that far from different places Mm -hmm. or the uk there's a lot of 
difference between civilization <laughs> there. So, um, but yeah, no, that's good. But there's loads of places. I love um, Southeast Asia. So I think I'd like to do quite a lot around there. Maybe Vietnam it wasn't open up when I went there before. So there's some beautiful stuff around there. Um, so yeah, there's absolutely loads. I was And my original plan was before COVID hit in was I was going to do a trek around um, South America. Okay. So I hadn't really planned it, but it was right. That's my starting point. Let's see where I can go. Um, and then, but it was two years down the lane. So I wasn't going to go into detail exactly where, but certainly Machu Picchu, I'd quite like to do There's Some of the traditional ones, but there's also quite a lot of non-traditional ones I want to do. So, uh, so yeah, definitely mountains. Well, got to include mountains and water. Those are my two key things I need to be near. Absolutely. Well, I, I can point you in the direction of a really concise list of uh, of trails where you can, or an application that you can find all the trails that you you'll ever dream of. Um, that sounds good. Uh, um, well, I, I won't let you go without uh, kind of uh, noting um, the the charity that you're you're raising money for. Um, yeah. And do you want to tell people where, uh, sorry, let people know where they can go to make a donation? Yeah, please do. That'd be great. I mean, it's Asian Generation, but uh, my Just Giving page is justgiving.com forward slash fun, fundraising forward slash join hyphen Davina. So, and Davina is D A V I N A. So, yeah, perfect. Well, I'll put sense. that into the, uh, the, the, the show description anyway so people can click oh, on that link directly. Um, and we'll also share that on our social media as well. So people can actually just link directly to that if they want to make a donation. But it's it's a fantastic cause. It's something that's close to my heart as well. Um, or just around uh, education for for people, how people should be treating the our, our ocean. You know, it takes up the majority of our entire planet. And, you know, yeah. it's a vital organ that we have for the survival of um of the environment as we know it and the world that we know it so it's uh, it's definitely something that people should be taking more attention to and i think i think people are yeah um, i mean obviously what's happening at the moment we've got the cop 26 conference mm-hmm. um you know those concepts are right at the forefront of it all well i, I won't take up too much more of your time thank you so much for uh for coming on and, and having a chat with us uh it's been amazing chatting to you i really look forward to seeing you on the uh, wales coast path next year uh we'll be Lovely. cheering you along all the way and thank you. uh and congratulations on the southwest coast path and and all the amazing hiking that you've done so far it's it's uh, it's great to see people doing these long distance trails particularly in the in the uk uh seeing the 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 increase in in long distance hiking on these uh these paths so uh, yeah well and, done. and and you don't have to be with other people to do it you can just do it on your own so because a lot of people and that's the question i get asked a lot is aren't you worried about safety or how can you do this on your own but actually i think at times you need to do it on your own or certain sections of it or it doesn't have to be this path but certain sections of stuff you need to do on your own because then you just feel comfortable with it absolutely well on your plans to do the pct you know there there, there are sections where you will you might want to have uh, people with you and it's it's quite a culture over there as well to have your trail family or uh, the family as people call it you know to to hike with other people because obviously strength in numbers Um, but if if you're looking for any information on the pct and you know uh, people with experience that have done it i'm sure you have your own connections but there's uh there's tons of people that we've interviewed on this podcast that that have done it and can can point you in the right direction 
but we look forward to seeing you on on all your ventures uh over thank the you years. very much um davina thank you so much thank you very much then it's been great to um yeah be, be chat to you okay Davina was great, such a great guest. She was so bubbly, so enthusiastic. Um, another guest who I hope to have on the show again in the future. Uh, she's got so many plans ahead, uh, so it'd be great to have her on again and get some more tales from the trail. Um, you could find all the information about how to support Davina and Ocean Generation in the show description. Uh, next week, I'll be back with another interview. Uh, So if you haven't already, subscribe to the podcast so that you'll never miss an episode. As always, if you have a story you want to share from your adventures, please send us an email at podcast at hiker.co. That's podcast at H-I-I-K-E-R dot co. And that's it. Happy trails, guys. Uh, Speak to you next week.